welcome back to the Stephen Sully study. I have got my first guest of 2021. Um, as the audience well, well know, is the, the favourite people I like to interview are athletes because of their will to win. And um, a guy I got in front of me on the screen on Zoom is a guy who definitely knows a lot about that, a guy called Jamie Cox. Thank you very much for your time, Jamie. I'm very, very humbled. I've been uh, following you for some time. Um, doing a bit of research, you and I have quite similar ages. We're actually quite similar weight in actual fact and size. And um, I've always watched you because I've always seen you as like someone that can cause a lot of problems in your weight division for, for a lot of for a lot of like top top fighters out there. So I'm obviously going to talk about your career and talk about what you've won and your achievements. I know you've you know won a gold at the Commonwealth uh, back in uh, Commonwealth Games back in 2006. Obviously, you're part of that um, uh, that tournament back in 2017, which was called the Super Six, was it? Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Super and uh, uh, Super Series. That's yeah. it, Super Series. And um, you know, you, your record is pr- a pretty strong one as well. You've only lost lost twice. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk more about like you know how you got into boxing, why you got into boxing, and basically your mindset as as, as a fighter. So from the top, then. Yeah. Um, you know, was you always into, you know, fighting? Was you always into boxing? Did you always want to become an athlete when you was at school? Uh, no, my, my dad always had the sports on at uh, home and stuff. And, he, he, and uh, football and golf were his thing, like. And, um, yeah, I tried both. And I felt I wasn't very good from a young age. I knew I wasn't very good at them. And, uh, and then one, we always had the sport on at home. And uh, I was young at the time. And um, I watched... Frank Bruno by Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson, I, I remember it. And, and I was even young then. And uh, obviously, Frank Bruno got bashed up, but he gave a, uh, a very good effort. And um, from then, you know, everyone loved this Frank Bruno. I was too young to even know what it was. And I just wanted to start boxing. And uh, my dad always for it. And my mum was like, a bit off with that. And uh, I was quite hyperactive as a kid. And I had quite a lot of, uh, I had quite a few occasions as a youngster. And then uh, one day I come home with black eyes, and uh, that was that was it. The other two was just the same, and that was it. You go on boxing, and I'll never look back. It was good discipline for me. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so um, quite naturally, like most most boxers, you walked the line of being an amateur first, and then going into into the pros. So, um, yeah. what was your amateur sort of background like? I know we've touched on a few few points already, but what was that like as a youngster? Yeah, I had 98 fights and I lost 16. And uh, I boxed some good fighters, you know what I mean? It, 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 you know, <clears throat> I, was, I was always dedicated, trained very hard. But I was like, uh, in the age group, I was the youngest always. I was like at the bottom, uh, I think it's like how it runs from September. So I was always the youngest. When you're that age, some people mature quite quick, you know what I mean? I always gave a good fight, but I didn't really, uh, physically, I think, oh, I never got hurt, but just got picked to the post sometimes in the school in the championships. Then when then I went to work early with my old man. Uh, I was working from young. And then from when I was about a youth, I saw her started taking over and I started knocking a lot of people out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got some strength coming then. And then, uh, yeah, I started really, you know, I had a lot of knockouts for uh, for an amateur. And, um, yeah, and I, feel, I, feel, I think that was down to the work. I think that was done for the manual graph, like so. Yeah, yeah. I think, and then and then I'm, I'm the dedication and working with the coaches, great technique and stuff. Yeah, 
You know, like um, I, I've been around a lot of boxers my, my life. In actual fact, I used to sponsor two two boxers um, when I started. It was like my own business many years ago. A guy called Sam Webb used to be British champion. Oh, boy, yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, they used to tip him off as um, when he was coming up as the Ricky Hatton of the South. Um, I don't, yeah. he, I don't think he quite ever lived up to that, but he was very exciting to watch. He was very sort of like jittery and. Yeah. I used to love watching him and, um, you know, he was very much a hero to me when I was an amateur because he was in my club at Bromley and Downham, um, schoolboys. Uh, school and um, I used to watch him and I was so in intimidated to go over to him, uh, not because I felt he was ever going to be rude to me or anything. It's just that, you know, the aura of like, you know, powerful like athletes and boxers is like, I was quite intimidated. But anyway, yeah, I mean, him and also Bradley Skeet. Um, Bradley Skeet is obviously making a comeback now. He's at the Ingle Gym. And I, I was, yeah. um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been sponsoring them. But one thing I, I recognise, and I know this happens in different sports, it's very, very tough for boxers because, number one, you're going into a, a sport that you can get very, very hurt in. You know, there's no, there's, no, there's no getting away from it. I mean, people have died and people have had life-changing injuries. But also the other thing is the... Is the the mental and physical graph, because it's not just about what you put in the gym, but you're balancing your life between working still, you know, doing, doing a job, but then also trying to become this, this elite athlete. So the question I wanted to ask you is how do you balance that? Like, how do you balance it in life? But then also how do you, do, how do you deal with it mentally and also emotionally? Cause that must be quite tough. Well, Brad, you know, I, I was always chasing the coin, you know, I want to try and get the most money. So I'll go to England and I'll get, I was on lottery funding then uh, uh, on the England team. So I was getting, and in the days I was back home, I didn't have a rest day. I made sure I went to work and I trained still. So I was working all the time. I was just, any day there was work, I was grafting because I wanted to get the money. Mm. Uh, I don't really know. It's not really balanced. It's just if you want it or not. You know, there ain't no balance. You, if you want to go and get the money, you'll go and find a way. It's not, you know, Jesus, man. Yeah. You know, look, 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 look at Manny Pacquiao. He, he made, they, 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 I always look towards him because people talk like, you know, yeah, you can always put food on the table. No one's ever really poor in England, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but like, we, 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 when you look at Manny Pacquiao, where he's from, sleeping on the street, I think he had a salad dog or whatever to get some food, or, you know, and, and, and now to where he's from, you, you know, it's all just a fallacy that is, is if you want to go and get it, it's not rocket science. Yeah, I picked up two things you said there because, uh, funny enough, I, I I I have to read a lot of data and a lot of news because um, we're in uh, my business here is is in the art space and we deal with investment grade artists and and part of that yeah. is we need to learn data and and everything else and read stuff from economists etc. And I read something the other week. It said that if you're the poorest person in America, you're still in the top. Uh, ten percent of the world, as far as, as as being wealthy is concerned, and that that really yeah. got me thinking. And just like you said there, Manny Pacquiao literally was homeless on the side of the street, but yeah. that did not stop him from getting to his goal. And look at him now. I mean, the guy is running for president or or, or mayor or something in his own country. You know, he's famous. He's wealthy. He's still active. You know, he's still world champion, etc., which is great. Yeah. And also, like. Uh, I use the word balance for just for the purpose of the the, the the question, but in reality, I sort of support what you're saying. 
There is no such thing as balance because if you really want something, you need to sacrifice a lot of things in order to get there. So are you a goal-driven, I mean, let me rephrase that. I know you're a goal-driven person, but you know, how important is setting goals in boxing, outside of boxing to you? And how do you, how do you go about, how, how do you go about getting them, Jamie? Uh, yeah, you know, cause boxing was really my mate. Like how I was raised, my dad was very good tradesman, you know, he's probably one of the best, and very good borrowers. Like when I did the sport and that, you know, I sort of I listened to my dad cause he talked a lot of sense. And he said, like, listen, son, if you go into boxing, you give it on, you don't mess about this game, you don't, and I said, yeah, I, so I, so one thing I can say about me when I always, I, I never messed about, you know, maybe not being the best, but I, I, I train properly. And, uh, you know, I get up from my dad and it's a sense of work, you know. I could, I could tell you, it's, it's all about routine and I think that that helps and, and you, you have your goals and that. And yeah, I just, yeah, you know, n- 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 now I'm sort of, uh, because like, you know, I'm okay and that, but what do I want to do next? You know what I mean? It's you know I'm trying to I speak. I've got a few options, uh, maybe in the Middle East to do some training and stuff like that. But you know I need to. Boxing was my sort of. I didn't make it to the world, win a world title, but that was my goal uh, from from eight nine years old. And uh, but right now I need to set a new goal. You know, so yeah, uh, yeah. I was, yeah, I sort of live by that. You know, I need some. I need some sort of passion or goal to to help me focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you, you retired recently, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. So like, do you know, like when you won your, your, your gold medal back in 2006, um, I know the obvious answer is going to be, you know, it must've felt great, but how did that honestly feel working so fucking hard for something like that? And then you suddenly get a gold. I mean, I could, I can only just kind of understand it by looking at the TV, but in reality, I've got no idea. What, what is it like? For me, nothing really. It didn't feel like anything. Really? It felt like winning a fight. Because, you know, that was just part of the process. My goal was to be a world champion. That is just nothing. And with world champ, you focus on the goal and then the money comes with that. That's, you know, you, did, you don't focus on the money and then the goal. Yeah. Uh, and, it's a byproduct. And, you know, you focus on the goal completely, then the money will come with that. And, and uh, yeah, so that really didn't really do, it was, it was good for my family. Yeah. Well, really, it didn't really mean nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. I don't even know, don't even know where the medal is. <laughs> Might have smelt with it down and sold it off or something. <laughs> Mate, I hope it's worth a few quid. Yeah. Um, so when you transitioned over to to being a a, a professional, then um, I understand slightly. Not that I've ever been professional, but again, being around boxing, there is a bit of a transition. I know you still need to work hard, nutrition, etc. But the style suddenly suddenly becomes a little bit different for those people that have got a slight interest, but they're a bit more kind of a casual fan. What? How would you describe that transition like for people? Uh, I would say it's more of a marathon than a sprint. The training so like with the with the amateur boxing, it, I think it's changing. It's three three now, so it's all more suited for the pros. The rounds are the same, but it's just obviously over a short period. But when I was doing it, it was four twos. So the time is less and the rounds are less. Yeah. So um, yeah, you've got to get everything in straight away. Big sprint, all out, all out, maximum effort. Whereas a pro, you can take your time. You might carry them later into the fight. A bit more. Bit more of a bit more of a thinking game, I would say. Okay, okay. Bit more of a bit more 
bit more strategic. Bit yeah. More strategic, yeah. And um, w- would you say with like the way you fight? Because I know I know you come out to to fight. You always go to- towards your opponent. Would you say that that suited your style a lot more being a pro, or did you prefer the way amateurs used to do it? Uh, again, I, I, I think it's too, it's a pro, but sometimes my mentality let me down, so I was a bit too eager, you know, I thought I, I didn't let people see the best in my boxing, and uh, because I was too, too hungry and, you know, I wasn't scared, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think nerves help, like, I'm, nerves help a lot of people, uh, you know, like, maybe when you, you know, you, your reactions, you, you sometimes, you know, being out, you know, you need a little bit of nervous energy, I think, uh, a bit more apprehensiveness, you know. And, um, yeah. Yeah. For me, I was too, too, and then too confident always. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, let, let myself down where I could have made it. I was a bit more, a bit more anxious. I would have took my time and uh, be, 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 be a bit more thoughtful about my work. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I support that. I, I read, I've read a few, few, let's say, um, I know business books by Richard Branson, etc. And even he says that, you know, in business, to have the jitter, jitters, as he calls it, because you know business is tough, or you're going into a new sector, or the climate's changing very much like now. Um, it's healthy because it keeps you on your toes. If you don't have that, you become complacent and I, I support what you're saying now. So, yeah, I mean, look, you had 27 fights. I've got to be honest, when I saw your post about you retiring, I was I was surprised and I was a bit gutted as well because I wanted to see you, you fight a bit more. So what what brought you to that decision, Jamie? I, I was very dedicated. I lived the life properly. And uh, uh, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, when I lost the rider... I started training with Tony Borg and uh, I, I was messing about for a year and a half and I was just living normal, messing about, but living normal, you know, I wasn't, say the runs at six, I'd do it at 6.30, I was eating a bit more different food and always eat good food. Maybe <coughs> uh, I had an old drink here and there and, uh, you know, you have to be real to yourself, you know, because I don't want to sit, I don't care if I trained hard for a year because, you know, that never really happened. I've been doing that for about a year now, that would always come to the fore of my head, front of my head because I respect the sport. And, uh, you know, that's all changed in me. Even though I was training good and I was firing well, I was good with the usual numbers, but my mentality, so I thought, no, nah, you know, I didn't, I sort of let myself down in the sport. And, um, time, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not doing it the way it should be, time to, uh, time to call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, um, what, who would you say, like, um, who would you say your hardest fight has been? Like when you're obviously people can people can say, "Oh, that must have been his hardest fight," but only you know because yeah. you're in it. Well, who would you say is the most skillful hardest fight that you've been in? Oh, the skillful skills grows out of box. Yeah, definitely by far. You know, I couldn't read him that well in the fight. I couldn't really read what he was doing. He was quite, he was quite smart. Uh, usually, I can predict what they're going to do their next move and that. Because you did pressurise uh, him quite a lot, though. I mean, I mean, he was against the yeah. ropes when I think he he gave you a body shot. But you know, you were you were you were on him, you know. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, Steve Gray after the fight said um, there was one stage uh, if Groves didn't react, he was going to stop the fight because I hurt him. And uh, but you know, he's, he's a he's a true campaigner, and George Groves for business or anything in life, he he shows that you know he's resilient. He, he took three chances for him to win the world title. He, 
you know, look at the magnitude of the fights he lost that and the, 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 the downfall on that and not winning and, you know, he picked himself up again and won the, won the world title. So, you know, admiration to him, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, l- like you mentioned then, um, uh, Jamie, you, you are retired now. What, what, I mean, is there any anything immediately that you think you're going to go into or is it still work in progress? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some bits and pieces to start helping out in the gym, but but I'm I'm looking to um, looking to go hopefully into the Middle East. I mean, negotiation is now maybe that I might be able to go over there. So we'll see. We'll see. I've got a few options there, so we'll see if I can go out there. You know, and um, I would like to stay into the sport and put my knowledge into it. You know, cause, you know, I've both amateur and professional. I've maybe not. But folks at the highest level will be around the height. I see how the, the top fighters work and, you know, I've been around it. So, yeah, hopefully I can pass on my knowledge. Yeah. So um, is that is that going to the Middle East to be a, like a pundit or a coach? To be a coach. To be a coach, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, that would be training for Cool. So that's not that's not actually like going into a hotel, for example, and being, let's say, a boxing coach there. You're actually going to boxing gyms in the Middle East. Yeah, like a career. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, perfect. You know, I don't want to be mentioned about. I want a, a new focus now, and if I can, that, 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 that can be my goal to raise up maybe some of the fighters over there. Yeah, powerful. So, so um, you don't really hear too much about the Middle East as far as their their boxing or their MMA. I mean, I. I uh, interviewed uh, Seb Eubank, which is Chris Eubank's brother, who has done boxing and also won MMA fight, I think, uh, a year or so ago. And he said they're trying to make a name for the yeah, uh, they're trying to make a name for themselves in the UAE for like doing uh, you know UFC etc. In actual fact, last weekend was obviously Conor McGregor, so um, we know they're trying to put their their mark on, on the sport. But what's their boxing like? Because I don't really hear about too much about their their boxers over there. Um, well, I mean, uh, they, they, they do agree well, you know. Uh, well, I, I think, I think, like, they, 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 you know, they're a bit behind. I think they, you know, boxing is a sort of newer sport there for them. Uh, but I know a few people out there, a few people from uh, the England days uh, that are out there and they're training other fighters. So, you know, and um, I think they're, they're improving all the time, what I'm hearing. So, uh, you know, yeah, they're a bit beyond the UK and other countries. But, but uh, you know, if, they, they just need the, the, the structure and the knowledge out there, I think. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's just say you get the dream uh, offer and you go over there. Does that mean you're going to take your whole entire family with you? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like a career move, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you've got yeah. what, wife and kids? Uh, yeah, well, it's, and, uh, the kid there, yeah, they just come back. Oh, right. Finland, so uh, they just come back yesterday. Oh, right. Nice, nice work, mate. And um, where where do you see yourself then? If you do, you, you take take that up. I mean, are you talking about 10, 15, 20 year strategy or is it something you're going to do for a shorter time and then pivot to something else? Uh, I'll, you know, review it maybe. Uh, like it, hopefully it all goes ahead, you know, to, you know so um, but, uh, maybe every like three years or something, I'll have a little review so it goes. But uh, yeah, you know, like, that's my passion, so why not? You know? Yeah, powerful, powerful. Um, so I want to like give like certainly the younger demographic um, like an idea to a routine of a professional athlete, and in, in this yeah. case, a, a boxer, a fighter. Um, again, I've had a bit of a small taste of that uh, at a much, much, much lower level than you. 
But yeah. what, um, you know, walk us through, let's just say you're, you're in fight, fight mode, your mindset is going to be fighting. What is your typical day-to-day routine? Just so people know the sacrifice and hard work that you go through. As a pro or amateur? Pro. Pro. Amateur. pro. Bro, I was a pro. Usually, some people are running in the morning. See me, my, my trainer, Tom Costello, he made me who I was. Tremendous trainer. And um, so, we, so we would train. We would train in the afternoon, like one o'clock. You know, because that's... Uh, uh, we do the boxing about one, do the training. Morning at five, we change it around, we do the boxing in the evening sessions. We do two sessions a day. So during the day, go to the gym, we do two, three hours work, come back, uh, obviously have breakfast, then re after the workout, then we prone seat, rest again, then I'll either be going for a run or some conditioning, or I'll be going to team desk, which is a strength conditioning gym, and I'll do that in the um, in the evening. Uh, because like we save the energy for the boxing instead of the run. We use the best energy for the boxing training. Um and we do that, we do that five days a week. Uh, and then on the Saturday, uh, we go to, I, I used to go to the UAE University of Birmingham, the sports person, sports university of Birmingham. We used to do the swimming. And then on Sunday, sometimes I'd rest and mostly I'd run. Nice. Good stuff. And what's your, what is um, a typical like uh, nutritional regime like? What, 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 you, what are you typically eating? Uh, before, you know, usually I was uh, eating the meals when I was, or, or eating a uh, calorie deficit, deficit diet uh, when I was like, like, but I jumped two weeks and I was eating super middleweight. So I always eat healthy. I never used to eat, always cook food and good food. Uh, I never really, I never, I was lucky. I should, I should have been boxing a middleweight, to be honest, maybe, because I was eating what I wanted. Okay. Okay. Good so stuff. I didn't really, <laughs> I was boxing a super middleweight. Like George Groves, all these people there. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So you, you could burn, you could, you could kind of burn off whatever you were eating, basically. In training, yeah. 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 So that tells you that I should be the yeah. way below, really, to be honest. Yeah. But I was boxing. It's like, you know, you. Basically, I used to box. I started off with Wawa and I moved to like middle one. I couldn't make the weight no more. So, um, you know. Me and John, right? He thought I was big, so we moved up. And then uh, I, I was sparring some middleweights, and I was really, really world class, and I was really handling them. And I thought, wow, I've never ate before. I've always dieted in my life, so I'm going to stay in this weight. Okay. <laughs> I dropped two weights. Yeah. So, uh, fair enough. You, you should move up to the next one if you're struggling. And um, yeah, it's on the night though, because like you know, I'll go in the ring. Say the weight 12 stone, I'll be going there at 12 6. They'll be going in there at 13 5, which is big, big difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe there. Most of the super middleweights are 1 5, 10 and a half. These people are over 6 foot, most of the super. Yeah. It was just a bit. Yeah. yeah you know. And, you know, uh, and a bit. Just bit, a bit go on, yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, so um, I know you're Southpaw. Um, there isn't as many southpaws as, as there are orthodox. I would say in, in the yeah. fighting game. Um, do you feel that might have given you a bit of an advantage as well at times? Oh, I never really felt that. I, heard, I always knew that, like, but I never felt it because, like, 
for me, if it was all dogs or set, for me on the other hand, if it's all dogs, it doesn't really yeah. make a difference. Yeah. But I don't, but the Orthodox do say that about Southport, so yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, it's only because, like, uh, you know, the natural thing is if you go to sparring, nine times out of ten, the other fella, if you don't know them, you're doing, like, an open sparring day, um, it's yeah. going to be orthodox, and you can't kind of get used to yeah. it. But sometimes when yeah. you get that, that south pole, it turns out you think, oh, bloody hell, this is annoying. Um, and, yeah, so so yeah, that's that's why I asked the question. And um, I noticed in the background you've got Tyson Fury there, world champion, um, oh, yeah, the yeah. So, is he like someone that inspires you, or who's inspired you in the, in in boxing or fighting? Uh, no, I used to be in the team with Tyson back in the day in the England squad and stuff. Obviously, you know, phenomenal. I think you know, he'd be in, he'd be gone down in history with a fight with Wilder. You know what I mean? No, no one respected that to happen after you know his his story is unbelievable. Tyson, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's good to have. You know. I like him, I like how he talks, you know, he's quite down to earth. I know the razzmatazz, what he says, if you look a bit more deeper than that, you know what I mean? Tyson's a real guy and uh, I think he's a real fighter and uh, someone I know, so it's good. It's good, good to have him on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, apart from the obvious then, I mean, like uh, Tyson, I mean, you know, he's got that mindset. He's very slick boxer, especially for a massive guy. I mean, he, he moves around that he's a lot, like he's a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like the main characteristics to the very, very best fighters out there? Because you've got great fighters, but then you've got people that excel. What would you say is the main yeah. difference why they excel? They're great. Really? Every, 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 every good fighter that I've sparred in LA, I've grown, how they're, how they're like just one step or truck, you know, they're just, they're, they're just out thinking, you know, it's a battle of the mind. Yeah. It's a battle of the head, and I think, you know, because we can all be strong, we can all be fast, we can all have good go forward, we can all go back, we can all skip a shot, we can all block. It's about making them think about something out, you know, thinking a step ahead always. And I think that's, you know, like Mayweather, make you do something and then you, you, you fall onto something and stuff like that. I, I think it's, you know, boxing, boxing's a thinking man's game at the top level, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. I mean, I've heard that so many times. Think, I don't want to think for gross. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't thinking of gross, but I got caught with that body shot, that's for sure. <laughs> so you mentioned that you uh, you sparred uh, Canelo. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 was that experience like? Yeah, he's the best. Well, he's the best one. He's the, that's why he can go through the weight, you know what I mean? Like he's double smart, double smart he was, and uh, double good fighter. He had every attribute going. He um because when you when you watch him when I watch him spar or or even fight, he almost like he just kind of stays there and he just moves his head just enough to be always away from their punches and he stays in that pocket and he's dangerous in that yeah. pocket you know um he's just that's so, a lesson in life you know what I mean yeah millimeters everything every everything at the best is millimeters you know from being great to just being okay everything everything in life you know yeah be. Being, being, being just like well off or being a millionaire is millimeters. You know what I mean? It's, it really is. Do you have uh, like you say saying that about being you know making millions and and maybe maybe venturing down some sort of business? Have you got any aspirations to do anything anything like that in the future, Jamie? You know, maybe own your own company or I don't know, invest into something. Yeah, I, I've got. I've, well, I, I took this share out so long ago. 
But that was a ridiculous move. I had, I had quite some good money in there. So, uh, a friend of mine does forex trading, and uh, I invested in that, and that was going really, really well. Okay. Uh, maybe back again another day. But I used to have a gym, and uh, uh, but but PTs and uh, like doing classes. Maybe 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 a twenty four hour gym or something in the future. We'll see how it goes. But boxing first, if I can build up some fighters and you know put 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 my uh, experience into them and see them mix out. That'd be. That'd be uh, brilliant, yeah, sure. Good stuff. Um, any sort of ex- uh, advice then you want to give, like let's just say there's a young female, a young male watching this and getting inspired and thinking, not necessarily boxing, but let's say they want to pursue a career or pursue being an athlete. What what bit of advice can you give to them to say, right, this is what you kind of need to do, this is how you need to think and this is what you need to sacrifice? Just, I just think, you know... Uh, you know, there's been times in life where I've been a bit down on my luck or something, or you know, and you don't 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 go, don't concentrate on what everyone else has got. Concentrate on your goal. If you're good enough, just concentrate on that only. Don't worry about where you are, what position you are in life. Just concentrate on the goal. That is it. If you're good enough, if you believe you're good enough, then give it a hundred percent. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Or just concentrate on that, and it all comes here. Yeah, good, good sort of advice there, Jamie. Um, I um what one of the reasons why I like following you as well and why why I respect you I I think me and you think quite kind of the same and I'm not going to go so much into it but like you're verified you got you're 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 pro pro athlete you got this profile uh you got a lot of followers and because of that sometimes it might be a bit difficult to think outside the, the normal and obviously there's some stuff going on at the moment. Um, I've said this plenty of times in my podcast. I believe in coronavirus is there, but I, I believe that the media um, are over-exaggerating exactly what's going on. Then every time I see some of your posts, I think, you know what? I respect, regardless whether we're right or we're wrong, I respect you having your yeah. your opinion and we should be allowed to have our opinion. So the question I want to throw to you is not whether you believe it or not, but it's more like social media should allow us to have our own opinion and we, and we shouldn't yeah. be ridiculed because of that. You know, it, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, it could be because there's not really nothing that we're doing. If you put if you put a post out there, it's not really it's not really turn. You know, it don't affect nothing. It's just your thoughts. And if, if you put it out there, you know, I I think and 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 they're trying to like swerve it. If they, 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 there's something going on, there's a bigger picture going on. Oh, that's that's there's something a bit more. There is Corona, you know. There's people. Uh, my, my trainer's dad died of it. Uh, yeah. But, but but there's reasons. I, I won't I won't speak on John John's behalf right now. Yeah. Uh, go rest, and um, but 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 you know there's things that don't add up with this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I'm on the same page as you, mate. Like the thing is. You know, let's just say there's smart people meant to be running the, the the country, but there's so many stupid things that are being implemented. You know, and um, uh, and and I think it's important people that voice, you know, voice it. And again, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because you, you're a person who's got you know a platform, and you know, and and you've done some great yeah. things in your sport. And I just want to say thank you for like just being a bit more open and um, being a bit more yeah. uh, being a bit more you an individual because so many people in your position just go along with the herd. I, I, I just think it's just like more than that. Just be, it's like just a bit of common sense really, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really, 
I'm not really speaking like I know what I'm talking about. I just look at it as a bit of common sense, you know. It's like, I think I see, is it China now? They're all back to good, back to normal now. And there's like, we originated there. You know, living out weary, shut, you either shut down or you don't. And then you lock off and then both. Oh, they give you a little takeaway. Give you a little takeaway. Yeah, it's yeah. Al- it's al- it's almost like now again being very respectful to anyone that has had it, and certainly anyone has di- died of it. Oh. But but in reality, um, they you know it's you, it's very very unlikely that you're ever going to actually have it and even 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 die of it. And I think they're they're decimating the whole entire country for a very very small population. And 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 in reality. They've got to decide, you know, which of the two evils are, are they going to go down? Are they going to go down um, saving, let's say, potentially coronavirus, let's say, victims, but decimating all the businesses, decimating the whole entire country, putting everyone out of work and, and creating a lot of debt and anxiety and mental health issues and alcohol and drugs? Are they going to go down that route, which is, in my opinion, worse? Or they're going to go down a route where if you naturally get it and unfortunately you, you die, that's what it's called life. You know, people get cancer, people get tumours, people get strokes, people get flu, but they don't seem to be looking it down for that. So anyway, yeah, I just I just wanted to say that I, I really admire people that, you know, are not, not afraid of speaking out and speaking their, their truth. And, um, you know, I think I think that's how the world should yeah. should operate. Yeah, yeah. It's just sometimes I just listening to some of the doctors, some like ind- independent doctors, I just watch them interviews and I listen to what they say, you know, they just, yeah, you know, I love, you know, I, I wouldn't say too much because I don't really know what I'm on about to be, I don't really, I can't, you know, I might not, I might not be right, but this is my view on it, I don't think it's, there's a bit more, more behind it, and that's it, and I don't think people should be scared, that's, that's the main thing, you know, yeah, there's a million things out there in the world, you know, Jesus, if, if we knew half of it, we'd all be locked away in a little room on our own already. And we, Jesus, it's just one a million, one a million things. Yeah, yeah. Um, just on, 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 so just, this is going to be kind of almost like the last little subject, but like, just going, yeah. just talking about social media, coming away from, you know, what's going on out there. But I've asked this question to footballers. I've asked this question to rugby players, to boxers, to, to a few different athletes. Um, you and I are very, very similar age, right? I'm 35, you're 34, right? Um, um, I, I was born and I was alive and I was a bit of a, you know, young man, teenager when social media wasn't a thing. And I know that, you know, you, you share that experience and now we're old enough, you know, you've gone into your career. I've gone in obviously down my, my path and now social media is a massive, massive thing. There are benefits to it, massive benefits. I mean, doing this podcast now, if, if, if there wasn't podcasting, imagine if I just suddenly come over to you in the street and said, I want to interview you. You think I'm a bit of a weirdo, but doing it over, over, over a podcast is kind of normal, you know? Um, so connecting to people is great, you know, putting yourself out there is great advertising, but there's also a downside to it, which is distractions. There is the mental health side of things. There is all kinds of like trolling and, you know, all these, all these abuse. I mean, I, I interviewed Anton Ferdinand, who's a big advocate of, you know, what's going on with racism, certainly in, in, in football at the moment. And he screenshotted a load of comments that someone put up recently about a Man United player, a, a black fella. I'm not, I'm not really a big football fan, but, you know, there was all these racist comments. And that's the kind of stuff that people need to deal with in social media, in the social media world. So your take on social media, I mean, in your career, did it, did it help? Did it, was it a distraction? Did you use it as a tool? What, what's your take on it? Oh, to be honest, I didn't, 
I didn't get, I really didn't have any social media until I joined Matching Boxing, which was a bit later in my career. Okay. And uh, they, they sort of all set it up to me. And I wasn't really that good at it. And now I've sort of got, I've got stuck in and I've got distracted by it. I use it. <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone always moans at me. They're always on the, having a look and stuff. But yeah, I ain't, I ain't bothered about it. Some people really get hung up on it. I don't really, but it does distract me. Yeah, for sure. It is a distraction when you could be doing a bit more. Uh, positive things maybe you know does does distract you it's a bit of a bit of a bug sometimes yeah but yeah yeah I don't yeah they don't they don't really apart from a distraction they don't really bother like nothing affect you a troll or something like, oh, man, you wouldn't do nothing yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't do nothing to me yeah but, so um, you're 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 you're, you're, you're a father. Um, I've 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 got I've got a son who's just turned two years of age, and um, about my daughter. Ah, lovely. Okay. Um, yeah. so in the future, not now because he doesn't really know what it is, but in the future, I'm definitely going to have to ha- have to have a conversation that I didn't believe I would need to have, which is, you know, you be careful of the phone, be careful of social media, be careful how you get sucked yeah. onto these platforms. Um, I can only imagine, Jamie, you're gonna you're gonna have to think about that same conversation in the future. I, I think they're gonna tell us they are gonna tell us about it better than they than we're telling them. Yeah. I think they're gonna know about the, know about all this stuff better than us ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I do already know how to use the phone for being Yeah. It's <laughs> better than I do, so yeah, I'm yeah, just but, I'm just I, I just want you know I I love my son to become an athlete you know almost live. Yeah, I want. I want. We come from a generation, last generation, we, really? Exactly. Yeah, I want. I want my son to be like what I consider normal. I know normal is different now, but I want him to be like you know someone that goes out there, plays football. You know, uh, he's doing boxing, he's playing tennis or whatever, and hopefully he can go go down that route. Um, but I know social media again can really, really sometimes mess up kids' mindset and. Um, Makes them jealous, anxiety. You know, it makes them anxious, and um, it's it's going to be one of them tough conversations in the future, no doubt. Conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like for me, I tell you what. When I come back from school, when I was younger, you stand out the door, you come out for dinner, you go out, and you come back at ten o'clock. That's that's how it was. Yeah. But nowadays, I've got cousins and that. You know what I mean? They don't they don't even do school enough, and they're just on the computer. They did. They did. They, 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 you know, I can I play the other computer. I'm on the PS4, but they're on the phone and the, the beat, you know what I mean, on all the shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. But I suppose that, uh, you, when, you, when you're active as well, you know, you, you're looking after yourself, you're healthy when you're outside. And yeah. Stuff, you know, these kids back all day. Yeah. They're not, they're, not, they're not active. They're not doing anything. Even if they're not walking around, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, Right, Jamie. Look, where, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Of course. Well, if they want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Jamie Cox Pro, and 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 the same is uh, on on Instagram at like Jamie Cox Pro. That's where you can find uh, any of my uh, any of my uh, useless stories or <laughs> or uh, some like this boring pictures. But yeah, that's where I'll be. Good stuff. This this podcast podcast episode will come out on YouTube and also um, iTunes next Wednesday. Um, so I'll send you over the promo videos. Um, Jamie, there's one more one more question. So I've got a um, 
let's call it a life mantra. I know that sounds a little bit wanky, but it, 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 it is something I come up with years ago. And basically, it, it, it goes like this. I live by a saying called, be happy, never content. Now, if I were to ask you, what does be happy, never content mean to you, Jamie Cox? Yeah, I think I'd be happy. Yeah, just, you know, you're always striving for more, but you're always, you know, happy, happy through the process. You always have some goal or try and, you know, you always want to push and not stay stagnant. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I don't know that's how I look. I think that's quite a good, uh, yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. I've got a very, very similar um, view view to, to to what you just said there. So, so nice one. Thank you for your time, mate. And uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll stay I'll stay in touch. And I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, journey unfold. And hopefully, hopefully, if you go over to the UAE, I take it Dubai would it be or Abu Dhabi? Uh, looking at either Qatar or Bahrain. So hopefully. All right. Nice. Okay. Well, either one, I'll no doubt I'll I'll, I'll hopefully get get, get, get over there. Yeah, good stuff. Good. All right. Yeah. Thank you again, mate. And um, you know, be uh, be lucky, mate. And uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. Thanks very much, mate. Top man. Ciao. Bye, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.